Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Well, good morning. Faith without works is dead. Is it really, really dead? It's dead. Of no use. What we want to do today is go over three things that I think that will help you and help all of us to understand how to have faith for health, how it really works. So the first thing we'll talk about uh, will be, does God desire us to have good health? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, the enemy that comes against our health. And for the third thing, we'll talk about uh, basically what does God say about our health. Those are the three things we'll talk about. Then I'm going to introduce uh, practical examples and then have a couple guests to come up to share a little bit. So that's what we're going to do. Let's start with number one. The first thing is that we need to know, does God want us to have good health? Does he really want us to have good health? Uh, how do you know he wants us to have good health? Did you, did you uh, ask God? Did God tell you that? Or did you read that? Did uh, you believe that? Why do you believe that? Well, let's talk about it just a little bit. First of all, if we think that go back to Genesis, and I like to go back to Genesis with everything, to the beginning. And in, in Genesis, we uh, know that God put Adam in the garden and told him to cultivate it, to keep it. And he told him that he could eat freely of every tree that's in that garden. Now, in the midst of the garden were two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They were in the midst of the garden. But God told Adam that he could eat freely of all the trees except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So in just meditating on that, why would God not tell him not to eat of the tree of life if he didn't want him to live forever? So my thoughts go to the next part of Genesis, uh, chapter 3, after Adam has sinned, what God did was say, well, now Adam is like one of us. He knows good and he knows evil. We're going to put him out of the garden unless he put his hand forth and partake of the tree of life. And then it says, and live forever. So, therefore, he drove him out of the garden. Now, from that standpoint, I said, okay, God, he could have done that from the, from the beginning. He could have eaten, chose to obey you. He could have just eaten from the tree of life, and he would have lived forever. And it's impossible to say a person going to live forever, but yet you don't have for that person good health because bad health will cause you to die soon. So, so that means that, oh boy, I know that God has good health for us. I know that. Now also, 
we know that once he, put, he partook of it, he said that you're going to die. For the day you do it, you're going to die. And we know that he's, he died spiritually uh, in separation from God. We know that. But also death started taking place at that time. Physical death also. But it took some time. Now, you figure, so, well, how long did it take? Well, for Adam, it took 930 years for him to die. But he died. But that death was working from the, from the, from the time he partook of that fruit. He started dying physically. Already dead spiritually. Now, the next thing is you look at the rest of people. You say, well, how about some of the other people? Well, how about the longest person that, that lived on this earth? That would be Methuselah, and he lived to be 969. That's why people say, well, you look old as Methuselah, you know, uh, because that's the oldest person. Then we have, if you go a little further, you say, well, boy, how about Noah? Because God started over because he, everybody else died except eight people that was in the boat. So you say, well, how, how long did Noah live? Um, Noah lived 950 years. So they said, wow, they lived a long time. Well, if he had bad health for them, they surely wouldn't be living 900 and some years. They were having children at 150, 160, 180 years old. They were having children, still having children. Uh, so God has good health for them. And then, now, as time went, went on, I said, well, how about Abraham, the father of faith? How about him? And Abraham, do you know how, how long he lived? 175 years. So now, death is taking place sooner. We see that uh, it's, a, it's a lot different between 175 and 969. That's, that's a lot, lot, lot different. And if we go a little bit further, Isaac, he lives to be 180. So those are, you know, Isaac, you know, Jacob. Then we have, how about David, King David, a man after God's own heart. How long did he live? Seventy years. Seventy years. So we see that uh, that people don't live as long now, that that sin has taken its toll. So let's go to the next part. We know that God has good health for us. Even if we just uh, if we didn't go to Genesis, let's say in the, in the wilderness when they were going around when he took them out of Egypt and they were going around the wilderness forty years, did their feet swell? Now, how many people are going to walk around for 40 years and walking in those conditions, their feet don't swell, clothes don't wear off? I mean, they, they didn't, it didn't say that they got sick of pneumonia and died. No. Those who were 20 and above, they died within those 40 years because God said so. But those who were under 20, they didn't. They went into the promised land. So God kept them alive. He kept them with good health. So let's go to now, what are some of the obstacles against good health? Do you want good health? Are we, are we just, I mean, when we're talking, I mean, you might, don't care, you might want bad health, yeah? Uh, <laughs> One of the enemies is, of course, sin itself. When sin entered the world, that's when death entered. That's mean that, oh my goodness. Things happen just because we're 
were born in sin because of Adam's sin. That's why a lot of things happen uh, to our physical bodies. That's why David lived to be 70 years old, one of the reasons, and, and um, he didn't live to be 930. Also, we have Satan and all his uh, evil spirits. They interfere with our good health. Uh, you remember the lady that was in the synagogue, and uh, Jesus said, well, this woman's been bent over for a long time. She's a child of Abraham. Don't you think she should be set free? You will set your animal free if they were uh, caught in, in, on, on, on a Sabbath day. Why not free this woman who's Abraham, um, a child? She's been bent over, and, but it was a spirit, an evil spirit. So we know that the evil spirits can cause sickness, convulsions. That's in the Scripture in the New Testament. We know that. Also, the world system is against us also. Because the prince of the powers of the air, Satan, who's, who's the prince of the world system, he's allowed to be that. Do you think that our, world, our, our system in this world, do you think that is conducive for good health? No, it's not. It's not. If you think about just uh, tomorrow, Memorial Day, we celebrate Memorial Day. If you're going to eat, let's say, uh, a hamburger, and I say, well, I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do, uh, let's eat it on Ezekiel bread. You all know what Ezekiel bread is? Uh, it, you know, Ezekiel bread is you get it in the freezer in the health department of Kroger and some other stores. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's not soft. It's not really nice. Um, to eat for the flesh. <laughs> so you want something soft. So they, they have Ezekiel um, rolls also, but they're hard. Yeah. Uh, and, and how many of you like, like hamburgers and you want a soft bun? You know, that you want everything just nice. That's against uh, our system because they make it nice and soft. They have processed all the nutrients out. And so you, all you have is just a uh, shell of, of something that tastes good but it's not good for you. And we can go on and on. Like my, my, my ex-brother-in-law, uh, he used to work in a, in a, in a plant that they made hot dogs, bologna, you know, vinous, all that stuff like that. Yeah. How many of you like hot dogs on the grill? Yeah, you're scared to raise your hand, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you the truth. I like hot dogs on the grill. I don't like, I don't like boiled hot dogs. But hot dogs on the grill, man, I'll tell you. Ooh, my, that tastes good. Um, I'll put some, you know, all the radish up there. Some, Oh, my goodness gracious, I can see it, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, he said, what he said was he'll never eat another hot dog, another piece of bologna. Because I used to eat, in, 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 growing up, I used to eat bologna sandwiches. I mean, that, that, that was good eating then. Bologna mayonnaise, you know, because uh, we couldn't have anything, any other good meat between it. Uh, you just bologna, you know. Uh, but he said the way they make this stuff, he said you'll never eat it again. You ought to see the stuff 
that how they make that stuff. And he, he, he's never eaten that stuff again from the time he, he saw it. Because it's so, I mean, they dump stuff in it. I mean, you know, oh, my goodness gracious. You just, you don't want it. I won't tell you because it's Memorial Day coming up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But the world system, so we have that against us. And we have our flesh, don't we? It's, it's nothing like a, a nice uh, piece of pie and ice cream. Come on, you know. Vanilla ice cream, you know, or cake, you know. Special, you know, uh, your curry cake, you know. Your, your mother likes curry cake, doesn't she? Your curry cake. You like curry cake, too. Yeah, okay. Uh, I like pineapple, pineapple cake and, and German chocolate cake. German cho- chocolate cake is, is really becoming my favorite. Miss Dorsey didn't want one. She wanted me to... <laughs> She, Ms. Dawson wanted me to throw out a piece. She said, hey, Ivan said that, uh, that, that, uh, that uh, German chocolate cake is good. And she said, you can, I can t- taste a piece of yours. I said, no, you won't. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> I said, it's in the freezer. You can take it out in a cup. Nope, oh, it's in the freezer. Can't, can't take it out. Freezer. <laughs> uh, but I like that. But don't you know it's bad for you? It's bad for you. But it's so good to you, <laughs> right? The flesh, I'm telling you, uh, it, it comes against our system. I'm serious. It comes against us, our system. Uh, I was eating at this place, and um, uh, I said, I need to, you know, put on about five pounds so I look like I'm tough. Because, uh, you know, uh, it seemed like my chest was falling and everything. I said, man, that can't be happening. So I started, I started doing push-ups. <laughs> I might have to come to your wrestling practice, man. You know, <laughs> and so I went to this, this restaurant, and and I got some uh, uh, pot roast, and and I put um, I got some rice and put gravy on it and stuff, man. And put some chicken on it, and uh, you know, poor chicken. And I had um, uh, some a fried chicken breast, and I had collard greens. I had uh, those. Uh, I had about two and a half of those. You know those um, biscuits that that. Um, you, you, the cheese biscuits and all like that, oh, they're soft and nice, you know. Uh, gooey, you know, good for you. You know, good, bad for you, really, but good to you. And 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 I was eating that stuff, boy, and, and the person went, my goodness gracious, boy, you get, you're a good eater, aren't you, you know. Uh, but I was eating that stuff, and I came home, and I looked at my feet, and I said, my nerve, my, my feet are swelling. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you eat it? I ate this restaurant. She said, well, it's because all that sodium. That's what it is. Because of all that sodium. You see? So I'm telling you, your flesh can be against your health, your good health. It can. So we have sin. We have the Satan, his evil spirits. We have the world uh, system. And we have our flesh. Okay? Now, the third thing I said we'll cover is what did God say about really good health? What did he say? Well, let's look at um, Isaiah 53. Let's go there. The first place we'll go. In Isaiah 53, we want to go to 4. It says, Surely our griefs he himself bore. 
and our sorrows he carried. Now, that means that the griefs are like diseases, sorrows are like the pain and suffering from the disease, from the disease. He says, yet we ourselves esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now, that's a scripture in the Old Testament. And I like to read the Old Testament, but I also want to know what does the New Testament say? Because I said, well, that was, that was uh, talking about, you know, maybe Israel. It's not talking about me. It's talking about the Jews. I'm not, um, you know, that's not talking about me. Well, let's look over in Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. Let's turn there. And in that particular, we're going to start in, in 14, Matthew 8, 14. Let's start there. It says, when Jesus came into Peter's home, so we're talking about Peter, the apostle Peter. He saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. Now, if, if, if uh, God wants us to, didn't want good health for us, Jesus would have left her right there. But it says in verse 15, he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and waited on him. Jesus didn't want her sick. He didn't want her with a fever. That's awesome, isn't it? Then it says, when evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were ill. He healed all who were ill. Why would, why would Jesus heal all who were ill if he wanted them sick? Well, the next verse is very important. It says, this was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. Now, Isaiah was what we first read. Isaiah 53, 4. He took our griefs. He bore our sorrows. Well, right here, it, it explains it more in terms that we can understand. It says, this was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and bore and carried away our diseases. So, so he took the diseases, he carried those away, but also took the infirmities, also, which were basically the, um, you know, he, he took away the, the, the symptoms or the, or the weaknesses from it, from the disease. Now, he said this was to fulfill. What does the word fulfill mean? To accomplish, right? That means that this, when he said he fulfilled all the law and the prophets Jesus did, uh, he was the fulfillment of, he was the 
perpetuation of our sins, in other words, he was the, the total satisfaction of our sin, that means that he took our sins on the cross. He fulfilled what we couldn't do. This says he fulfilled that scripture we read in the Old Testament. He fulfilled it. He fulfilled it. So that tells us what he's saying about sicknesses. He doesn't want us sick. He really doesn't. Let's go to a, another scripture. Let's go to back to Isaiah 53. Let's go to 5 now. We're in 4. Let's go to 5 in the King James Version. And basically that tells us when it says, you know, he took our grace, he bore our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God. Uh, but then it says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Right? Was he? And so it, it tells us all that, that they are his one for our transgression. He, he, um, uh, he, our iniquities he took. And it ends up saying, by his stripes we are healed. We're healed. We're healed. Not only our relationship as far as separation from God for sin is concerned, but also those things that sin caused. That's awesome to me. It really is. I said, well, God, this is, this is really, really good here because you're telling us some, some things that, that I think is very important. Even in Psalm, if we look at in Psalm 103, 1 through 5, it says that, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Who pardons... All of our iniquities. Nobody, nobody, usually a Christian, nobody um, is going to doubt that. Is that correct? They say, well, uh, I've, I've done so many bad things in my life. Uh, God can't forgive me. What are you going to tell them? Yes, God will. He will forgive you. He, he, he took all your iniquities on the cross. But when we get to the next pr- part, who heals all our diseases, then we start getting shaky. Don't we? Because we say, well, he might, he might not. I don't know. It depends upon the will of God. Why don't we say that when he says he pardon all your iniquities? He might pardon. I don't know whether he'll pardon or He might, he might not. It depends on what you've done. Uh, I don't know. We don't, we don't uh, uh, try to lead somebody to the Lord like that. Nor do you want to lead them into health and healing uh, by telling them that either. Yes, God has already fulfilled that which was spoken through Isaiah the prophet that he took out in front of the Hebrew diseases. Now, those are the three things that I said I would cover. One was that um, what did God, really God think about our, our good health? Is he for our good health? Yes. How about the enemies against our good health? Well, sin, Satan, uh, the world system, our flesh. And we said we'll cover 
what his word says. Then I said I will introduce to you a practical example because I want to leave with a, with a practical example here. Let's go to um, Leviticus. Let's go there. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1. Let's go there. Now, in Leviticus, is, this is a law. And I want, want to start off this way, introducing uh, our guest this way, because the law spoke of certain things. Even though the Lord took our infirmities, bore our diseases, even though he said, by his stripes you are healed, God can do anything he wants to do. He touched Peter's, uh, he went into Peter's house, he touched the mother-in-law, and she got up, uh, the fever left her. So we know that, 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 we know that God does things because he healed everybody who was brought to him to fulfill what Isaiah the prophet said. So God doesn't have to give this law here, but he told them in Leviticus, the Lord spoke again to Moses and to Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, These are the creatures which you ought may eat from all the animals that are in the earth. Then he says, Whatever divides the hoof, thus making split hooves. And he says that claw, uh, choose a cud, make uh, among the animals you may eat. Nevertheless, you are not to eat these among those who chew the cud, all clud, all among those who divide the hoof, all uh, the camel. You can't eat a camel, he said. For though it chews a cud, it does not divide the hoof, and it is unclean to you. He said, like the rabbit, he told him in verse 6, the rabbit also, for though it chews a cud, it does not divide the hoof, it is unclean to you. And the pig, he said, for though it divides the hoof, thus making a split hoof, it does not chew the cut, it is unclean to you. You shall not eat of their flesh. So, and touch it, their carcass, it may be unclean to you. Then he said in verse 12, whatever in, whatever in the water does not have fins and scales is a horn to, to you. These, moreover, you shall detest among the birds. They are abhorrent to you, not to be eaten. The eagle and the vulture and the buzzard. How many of you like buzzard? Nobody like buzzard. Hmm. Now, what was God trying to do? What was he doing when he, when he told them these laws? These are dietary laws. Why was he telling them? He could heal them, couldn't he? He could do anything he wanted to. But he was looking out for them. He said, look, uh, I want you to be healthy. So these are things I don't want you to eat. They're, going, they're not going to be good for you. But then he comes over in Acts. Let's go there. In the book of Acts. And he says, Acts chapter 10. It was talking about Peter. He went up on the rooftop top about the sixth hour to pray about 12 o'clock. But he became hungry and was desiring to eat, but there was, they, was, they were making preparation, and he fell in a trance. And when he saw the sky open up and an object like a great sheet coming down, lowered by four corners to the ground, 
and there were in it all kinds of four-footed animals and crawling creatures of the earth and birds of the air. A voice came to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, no, by, by no means, Lord, I have never eaten anything unholy and unclean. Again, a voice came to him and said, what God has cleansed, no longer consider unholy. Now, we know that God was uh, preparing him uh, to, for Cornelius' uh, service that he sent because they were Gentiles. So we know that. But we use this also as, as saying that God has cleansed everything. Is that correct? So therefore, through this scripture, we can eat anything. Okay, that's fine. No problem with me. No problem whatsoever. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's go there. Verse 12. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but, not, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach, and the stomach is for food, but God will do away with both of them. When is he going to do away with both of them? When we get our new body, we're not going to need food, are we? Okay? We're not going to need food. And, and I, I like this part here because it helps me to put it in proper perspective. All those three uh, parts of the scripture that are read to you, from Leviticus, the law, uh, to Acts, which is freedom, some grace, and through First uh, Corinthians, is telling us that, that even though everything is lawful, everything is not profitable. Okay? Even though it's okay for me to uh, eat in the restaurant, it's, it's okay, uh, but... but is, is not profitable to you because you're, it's going to make it's too much sodium. It's going to make your feet swell. And, and after a while, you know, too much sodium will cause you to have a stroke. God is not into bad health. Do we understand that? Yeah. He's not into bad health. So in Ephesians 6, uh, it tells us here, Verse 13, take, full, take up the whole armor of God, or the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and haven't done all to stand firm. Stand. And I like to do, that's what I like to do. God, I'm, I'm trying to do or what you asked me to do. Uh, now I want to stand against the enemy when he's trying to come against me. But it's hard for me to stand if I'm eating fried chicken, fried fish, hush puppies, everything that, that I like, you know, uh, eating um, the favorite cake, pineapple cake, and I eat, keep eating a slice until the whole thing is gone because nobody else like it but me. And I eat the whole thing, uh, uh, you know, one piece at a time, one day at a time. But in, in, in a matter of time, it's gone. And I've eaten it all, consumed it. That is not having to done all to stand. I've done all to fall. Okay? But God wants me to do all to stand. So let me call uh, Beth Castro up.
and uh, she's going to share a little something about uh, some experience she had in the past. Uh, This is Beth Castro. Beth, I'm interviewing uh, Beth Castro from uh, the Castro home, Castro farm. Uh, (laughs) And Beth, tell us a little bit about, uh, you had some physical difficulties once in your life, maybe 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had more than, um, than once before, but about 10 years ago, I had some serious illnesses that, um, with my intestines and um, I saw several different doctors and they wanted me to take prescription medicine for the rest of my life. That's what they had both suggested and I didn't want to do that. I was not interested at all in taking any kind of prescription medicine long term at all and so um, I had already had some friends that had talked to me about natural health and um, so I started um, looking into gluten-free which is um, gluten is in several grains, mainly wheat is the one that we, you get the most of, but um, it's the protein that's in the wheat and um, it's not easily digested and by some people it's not digestible at all. And, um, and so anyway, I had looked into that as a, a means to um, help heal this gut issue. And um, it wasn't, uh, it didn't end up being only just that particular thing, but that was definitely something that was irritating it. Um, so, um, so, but anyway, it was very difficult to eat gluten-free and if, if nobody else in your family is going to eat gluten-free because you're giving up all those things that Pastor was talking about, all that soft bread and pasta and pastries and, uh, you know, so you're giving all that up. You're not taking a pill. I chose not to take that pill, but I had to give something up. And um, so it was, you know, it was difficult. And, you know, so for over, you know, for, so for the next 10 years, I, um, you know, on and off, on and off eating that way. And I, I definitely felt better when I did not eat the gluten. Um, but then when I had Jesse, uh, he had some health issues too. And um, very quickly, um, I was able to um, look back at some of these books that I had read when I was studying gluten-free. And, um, not that, and I probably wasn't even eating gluten-free at the time. Um, but anyway, I started thinking that some of these things would probably help him as well. And, um, you know, and some of the doctors were actually against it. But he had, um, you know, he had some, some behavioral issues. He didn't sleep through the night until he was over two. Um, he, he threw up all the time. Um, trying to think of some other there's some other things that he had to <laughs> but uh, but anyway so um, but eventually I did take him off of gluten as well and dairy and a lot of those things cleared up um, he started sleeping through the night um, his behavioral issues got better I mean I, I didn't rid of completely of his sin nature but uh, <laughs> but his behavior issues a lot of his behavioral issues got better <laughs> um, and uh, his running you know his um, oh, he had um, like serious sinus issues, what, which was contributing to um, the stomach issues and the throwing up and stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of that cleared up um, right away. You know, he still struggles on and off um, with some of those issues. Um, 
but uh, but a lot of those things cleared up. You know, you could just see clearly that that was um, a culprit to some of those issues. Okay, now you, I remember one time you, I guess when you came over to the house or you came over to your house, uh, you had some some dessert, dessert, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and it was it was tasted really good though. It really did. And it had uh, some red stuff in it. What was that red stuff? Cranberries. Okay, cranberries <laughs> in it. It was good. That was gluten-free, right? It was gluten-free. Yeah. So so people can make good-tasting stuff uh, with gluten-free. How hard is it, though, to, to do this gluten-free <laughs> thing if anybody, if God led them to do that? What, 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 what is the difficulties of doing that since wheat is just about everything, you know, red? <laughs> well, um yeah, that flesh you were talking about, you, you do have to give up. Like I said, um, gluten-free, there, there's lots of flowers out there that do not have gluten in them, um, but they do not have that, they do not make a product that's that soft, fluffy wonder bread that, that you might be used to. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and so anyway, but our family has um, experimented with all those different types of flour, and we've... Um, Partly it's because we're used to it. Partly it's because I've been experimenting with it for the last 12 years or more. Um, you know, and so you get used to eating that way um, because um, you want to, you know, if you want a cookie you're, and you're not going to eat the one with gluten in it, then you're going to like the one that doesn't have gluten in it if you want the cookie. So part of it's that. But um, it, it is difficult. Um, the girls all have, um, you know, helped a lot experimenting with cooking that way. And uh, every once in a while... Um, it's like, oh, save that recipe because that one tastes really good. I don't think anybody could tell that that one doesn't have gluten in it. But, um, but if you're not used to it at all, you're gonna you're gonna notice right away, and you're gonna um, you're gonna yeah, actually, you're <laughs> like I am not gonna eat that. But um, but then also I wanted to say that um, if you want to choose to not eat gluten, and there are a lot of products out there because it's that is more popular, if you will, to not eat gluten. Um, but just to run right into the store and start buying all those things that say gluten-free on them is not necessarily going to be a healthier choice because um, then basically because they're processed and um, you know so then you're eating gluten-free Wonder Bread um, doesn't taste like Wonder Bread but um, but that is I mean you've got a processed product that is not necessarily good for you so um, you know and then you could, I could get into all, all kinds of stuff of um, Okay, but that, that's, that's an alternative somebody can have. If you're having problems, what are some of the symptoms? You know, if I say, well, uh, I don't know whether I need to be gluten-free or not. Why should I do that? And, and uh, do you have symptoms or something like that? Well, um, actually, my favorite book here on um, eating without gluten, um, healthier without wheat, um, it talks about, well, if you're familiar with it at all, um, there's people that have celiac disease that cannot eat gluten. But there's more people that don't have celiac disease that have a gluten intolerance. And um, I can just, I don't know if I can hold it up with the microphone. But anyway, there's um, like six pages here of conditions that people can have that your doctor might be treating um, with medication um, that could easily be cleared up without eating gluten. Um, you know, anything from asthma, eczema, 
to Crohn's disease and, you know, and, you know, 200 things in between that um, gluten can be irritating and you could be, you know, taking medications, you know, and your doctor giving you medication to control that. But if you stop eating the gluten, you could actually get rid of it. That's one of the, one of the symptoms you told me when you were naming on the phone. You say, a runny nose like that. And I, I said, oh, <laughs> my nose run, you know. <laughs> so I said, hopefully not gluten. I don't have to eat gluten-free, you know. So uh, uh, they can go to the book. They can see you. Uh, and and it's, it's just one of the things. Pray and ask God. Hey, God, what, what, what is it that uh, I need to do to help me? If you have, if you have an issue and the doctor says that, okay, you need to take this medication, uh, right here, and you want to uh, maybe try something natural. There might be something to try. It might not work. It might work. So that's what you did in a way. You, you tried different things to see what, what God would have his hand on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's give Beth a hand. Thank you. I'm going to ask my wife to come up, Minerva. She's going to share a little bit, a little bit about uh, some of her experiences uh, with not gluten-free or anything like that, but just different, uh, different things, vitamins, herbs, or something like that. And, and, and know that the object today is not to try to uh, get you to eat gluten-free or to try to get you on vitamins or herbs or anything like that. We don't sell them. I don't have no store. So... That's not, that's not the issue. All we're trying to do is, is say that maybe there are some eating issues that need to be dealt with that may be to help you because I found out that the medical doctors, uh, they train them in medicine. Uh, they don't train them in uh, nutrition. I asked one doctor, well, hey, is it okay for me to uh, eat sugar? He said, yeah, it doesn't matter. And see, I know it's not okay to eat sugar. I said, well, how about vitamin C? Uh, uh, you can take it if you want to. It's not going to help. My goodness gracious. Uh, so, so, so he, but it's not because he wants to see you sick. It's just because he hasn't been taught anything else. Okay. Um, the pastor asked me to, to uh, share because I've had a number of, because I've had a number of uh, health issues over the years, um, I, I was asking the Lord, you know, to really just give me something that I needed to share or um, to help me to share. And um, I felt like this, when this morning when I woke up this, this, um, and started doing my devotions, he quickened this part of the scripture to me. And I'm going to read all of um, um, Isaiah 55. 10 and 11, um, it says, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not there, but watereth the earth, and, bringeth, bring, and maketh it bring forth, and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. And the part that he quickened to me is seed to the sower. And what stood out to me is that that's the first 
thing that he said, seed to the sower. And uh, then the next verse says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. And what I was impressed upon is that the word of God is the seed for every situation in your life, including your health. And as you would take the, and, and, and the reason I'm saying is because that's the way God has, has led me personally to um, come out of situations and improve my health through the word. And I had to start with, he started me off with confessing the scriptures on health. And I had to really get the word in me, the scriptures on health, and uh, so that, it, that the word would be that foundation that would lead me into other things. And as I got the word in me, as I started uh, standing on the, on the scriptures concerning health, I found that the, the Lord either supernaturally would help me, well, everything I think he does is supernatural, but he, but he would either lead me into finding something that would help me through my situation, help me with my, my health issues, um, or he would, like I said, he would just supernaturally uh, heal, uh, the, he would manifest through supernaturally the healing. But in the natural, I felt like as I was in his word, and confessing and, and see that the scripture also says in Hebrews that he is the he, that he is the, the, the apostle and high priest of our confession. So uh, and so he really is the one who's causing the word to become the living force in our lives. And as we confess the word, as we put the word in us, the word starts doing things. It starts moving and and. Uh, accomplishing things in your in your body in your life in fact it'll do it in every situation but uh, but particularly um, with the healing area that as i confess the word as i put the word in in my heart and got it in deep in my spirit and kept doing that and and doing it consistently the holy spirit would just lead me into doing things and finding things and helping me to 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 uh discover um, uh, like uh, vitamins that that uh, that I needed for my system, it, it, it just um, uh, and that's what this scripture. When he quickened that to me, I, I realized that the word is the foundation for everything. As we confess the word, as we get the word in our hearts, the word is the living thing, and it will cause things to happen supernaturally. It'll cause you to move supernaturally. He will and. Another thing I did was I would spend time praying in the Spirit a lot. Because when you pray, and because it says praying in the Spirit, building up yourself on your most holy faith. So I would pray a lot. And as I would pray, that, that um, sometimes it's like I wouldn't even um, necessarily know what I was doing, but he would be doing it through me. He would be leading me and guiding me to, 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 to take a certain thing. And uh, one example is um, uh, it kind of, well, it really actually happened. For some reason, I started developing this bald spot (laughs) 
in the top of my head. And, you know, and for a woman, that's kind of horrible. You know, all of a sudden you start getting this bald spot about that size on top of your head. And I, and I was thinking, well, what in the world is that? And I really didn't realize that in your, in your, as you get older, that your, your body will start losing things, you know, as you, get, uh, as you grow older. And um, what was happening is a certain enzyme that I needed in my system that is naturally in your system when you're younger and, and you know, until you get, and, and if you, and sometimes even stress, being under certain situations would cause problems, but, but this particular uh, thing was happening, and what, what, what was happening was the, it's called superoxide. Uh, it's a free radical, which, was, which destroys the natural, which destroys your, your cells. It comes against certain cells in your body, and that's what was happening to me. And what I needed was a substance that I had, was losing or had lost completely, and, what, and, it was, and it, I needed it in my nervous system to, to, um, so my hair would grow, <laughs> grow back. Because that was what is what the uh, the the um, what is the the uh, free radicals that's what they call them free radicals were were attacking my system my my cells which was causing this place to develop in my the the loss of hair and um, then one day I was just praying and just praying and really concerned about it and you know God cares about all the little things He cares about the big things as well as the little things. And I was praying, and um, I just picked up the book and just happened to look in the book, and it, and it read. What book are you talking um, about? It's another book, not this one, but it's another book. And, uh, and I read that as you get a certain age, you need this, you know, you may be losing this. And I just felt impressed to get this stuff. I didn't even know it existed, but I, I felt impressed to get it. And when I got it, and I took it, within a few days, my hair started growing back, and there is no bald spot anymore. It's totally, you know, it's totally, but, but it's God leading you. <laughs> I'll let you know later. <laughs> tell, tell them also about, you know, you're telling about your eyes. I asked you this morning, do you want me to uh, uh, bring my Bible in the office or uh, your large print Bible? Yeah. And, and you said, I don't need my large print Bible, um, you know, because uh, yeah. I'm doing something telling. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, um, I always have this little confession, little thing. It's a little fine print on a little card that um, I would always confess every day. Well, I got to the point where I couldn't, couldn't see the fine print. <laughs> it was just gone. It was just totally blurry. And so what I had to do, I said, well, I'm going to try my best to write it out. You know, as much as I put on my, I have glasses. I don't like glasses, so so I really needed God to help me because I don't like glasses. But anyway, uh, I put on the glasses and it magnified the, the 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 paper so that I could read it enough to write it in big print so I could read it. To continue to confess these scriptures. So um, so that's what I did. I had it in big print, and then one day um, I couldn't find the the sheet. And I said, and, and I wanted, and I was in a hurry, and I said, well, I'm just going to have to confess off of this little card, try to see if I can see the, 
And every, all that fine print is just like I could see just as clear. I mean, it's everything. All The little bitty print that I couldn't see, later, I guess, six months before, all of a sudden I could see it. But what has happened is God impressed me to start taking certain things from my eyes. And as I have taken these things, they've improved my eyes. So I'm able to see. I can read little bitty fine print that I could not read before. And it's just because of he's just showing me how he has created things that will, that, that will heal you. You know, he, 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 the, uh, they're called um, anti, antioxidants, which fight against free radicals, which are things which they're like um, uh, saboteurs. You know, they go around and destroy parts of your body. So if you don't know how, to, so if you don't know how to eat right, if you don't take certain things, if you don't um, do things to stand against these things, these things will eventually cause serious problems in, in your body because they go after the cells, and they'll go and they and, and your your brain is so important that you do whatever you can to protect your nervous system and your brain because that controls, you know, every other part of your body functioning properly. But, it, but anyway, um, as I've been before God, as I've confessed the word, and, and, and because God's word is true, he says his word is life, that is health to our flesh and, and healing. And he says that wisdom, that if we get wisdom, if we get the word in us, that, that wisdom is a tree of life and it's healing to our body. So if we would do what God would get, get the word in us and, and stand in, and I mean get it in you. It's not just because you know, I don't, um, you, you know, you just, I kind of have to discipline myself. I guess if you've been sick, you get, you get discipline. You don't have, no one has to make you get disciplined if, you, if you've been sick. You, so you stand on God's word. And as I have done that, God has led me to take, like this book right here, um, it's called The Real Vitamin and Mineral Book. And, and I, don't, I honestly don't remember where I got it from. I just know the Lord led me to get it somehow. But as I have used this book, it covers all the basic air things in your, in your body that you need to keep, you know, if you're healthy, to, be, to stay healthy. You know, it, but... But then as, as, you, as you get before God yourself, and if you have certain issues, God will show you other things like the, the antioxidant, antioxidants aren't in here. You know, and there are other things that are not in here. But this is a foundation for helping you to know what, you know, what you may need in your system. And what I like about this book is that it doesn't just give you the, the um, supplements, but it tells you the foods that you can eat that will help you to get things in your system that you can get naturally just by eating the right foods and eating the right way. But, I, but, I, but personally with me, I know that God has, it's been God's word, it's been God's spirit that has helped me to learn because I, to learn what to do, what, how to take care of myself, and, and I don't get under bondage to stuff, I, you know, because I'm going to go home and eat some dessert this evening. So. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I just know that I don't sit around and eat desserts every day because, but I don't let myself get under bondage. I stand on the word throughout the whole word. 
but I am going to try to do my best to take care of this temple in the, to the degree that I can because it's the only one he's given me. And if I don't take, if I don't take responsibility for it myself, no one else will, you know, and you can't, um, you know, you just, you know, and, and I'm not saying that you don't go, you definitely go to doctors if you need to go to doctors or whatever, to, but you need to really uh, learn to stand on God's word because his word will never fail. I don't care if you take a million vitamins, some things, you know, food can't do for you. And, and the word is the most powerful thing that you have. So, and, and so if you will stand on God's word and, and get the word in you, God will do, help, you to, help you to eat right. He'll help you to, to overcome things. And, um, and, you know, and the Holy Spirit will teach you. Because that's what he says he does. He will teach you. He'll, he will guide you into all truth. And that's what he, he does. He will help us and guide us into all truth about our health or any issue of our lives. Because he said everything that has to do with life and godliness is in this word. Let's give him another hand. So today, my, um, my desire was to, again, faith without works is dead. So it's not, no need to say, I got faith for good health. What are you doing to have good health? And that's what I wanted to bring because, uh, you know, we are word people. Uh, I am. You're supposed to be. Minerva is. So uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we stand on. But we also have to have some practical wisdom, some practical uh, things that we need to do. Because God gives us practical things. If he did, if, he, if it were not true, he wouldn't have given them that in Leviticus. So we're just talking about practical, practical things. And like Minerva said, you pray. You seek God and see what God has for you if you have any, any issues. And as you, you, if you're young, you might not have any issues. Uh, but uh, once you get a little older, you might have a few issues. And I don't want, like I'm praying over our, our, our 70 and above, I used to pray over the 60 above. I'm praying over the 70 above because I'm 60. So, so uh, I'm praying that they, they would have healthy bodies and sound, sharp minds. So, so, uh, so I'm, I'm praying, I'm calling their names out before God because I don't want their minds to go, like I was talking to a lady, and uh, she said, I'm going uh, to be losing my, um, my memory sometime because I take care of a person with Alzheimer's, and, and I know I'm going to get it, but um, uh, and I said, who said you're going to get it? Oh, well, everybody, when you get older, you know you're going to start forgetting things. That's not a good confession. I confess that our older people, they are not going to be forgetting nothing. They're going to be sharp when they leave this place. So that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm also praying over the congregation, too. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.